This podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Enter hitched749, all one word, to get your .com domain at $7.49. Again, hitched749 to get your next .com domain for $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well... It's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined once again with relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, author of nine best-selling books, the wonderful Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, so today we are going to talk about um, freedom within the marriage. Um, so you you give up certain freedoms when you get married, um, obvious ones like the freedom to be with other people. Um, you know, unless you're in an open marriage, but we're, you know, that's a topic, uh, that we will not discuss or get into today. Um, the freedom to just go out and do as you please, like you could when you were single. Yeah. And you know, Steve, we're usually fine with giving those up because we get so much more from being in a relationship, from being married than, than what we've given up. Only sometimes not having that freedom can rub the wrong way. Like let's take one of our favorite subjects, which is money. So, spending money, for example. <laughs> okay, so um, you you can't spend money like you did in your single life without causing problems in your marriage, um, right? Yep, that's right. You cannot. Um, and and Steve, you know, frankly, having your monetary freedom curtailed can be uncomfortable and sometimes downright painful. Yeah, uh, and, and so so what what do you mean by by painful then? Well. Let's say that one of the ways that you deal with life's frustrations is to shop. Okay. And, you know, all the men are grinning, thinking, yeah, that's right, that's only the women. That is not true. <laughs> <laughs> You've got men who shop. They just shop for different things. That's right. But a lot of us, you know, guys and gals, find that buying something kind of takes the edge off, whatever's bugging us. So, yeah, we buy different things, but both men and women will shop impulsively as a way to feel better. Okay, and and, and and I mean that's not a, a, a big deal typically uh, when you're shopping once in a while, though, right? No, of course not. It, it's not. But for the most part, and, and also, excuse me, for the most part, shopping doesn't carry that big a price tag most of the time, you know, for a pair of sunglasses or whatever. When it becomes a problem for the couple, and that's really what I, I'm interested in our talking about today, mm-hmm. is when the shopping becomes addictive. In other words, when shopping becomes how you deal with pretty much all your frustration. Because, okay. here's the thing, you're not just answering to your credit card company now. Now you're answering to a spouse, who may be at increasingly irate at how you are blowing the family budget whenever you're feeling busy, in a word. So now we've got two unhappy people. We have the <laughs> shopper, who either feels guilty or, more commonly, defensive about the shopping, and then we have the spouse who is angry about the shopping. Plus, the non-shopping spouse may feel that the relationship itself, the marriage, is disrespected 
by the shopper's behavior. Because even if you guys have separate checking accounts or separate credit cards or whatever, when one of you is in financial trouble, which is inevitable with this kind of spending, the other one is going to feel it as well. Okay. I mean, does the the shopping therapy, does it, does it work? Does it solve actual emotional or does it fulfill emotional needs? Shopping therapy, much like gambling therapy, alcohol therapy, or any of our other self-medicated therapies, absolutely works in the short term. Okay. Absolutely does because it provides, depending on what the activity is, either a burst of adrenaline or a burst of dopamine. In other words, yes, it, it, it releases certain feel-good chemicals in your body. But the problem is, and, and this is the problem with all addiction and why they become addiction, is it's very, very short-term. I'm talking minutes. Minutes. Mm-hmm. Even with a new car. Does that include a new pair of shoes, too? Oh, a new pair of shoes. <laughs> I mean, a new car, at least you can milk it for a week. A new pair of shoes, maybe a day. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's any addictive behavior becomes addictive because it only is a short-term fix. So does it work? Of course it does. That we wouldn't do it otherwise. Yeah. But it only works for a very, very short term, and there's a lot more damage done than pleasure received. Okay. So so what's the solution here? Um, I'm assuming people aren't going to just stop shopping cold turkey. No, it's kind of like trying to stop eating completely because you're on a diet. It yeah. doesn't work. But not only that, Steve, cold turkey never works unless there's something at hand with which to replace it. Okay? Mm-hmm. So... The best way to lose an old habit, which is what shopping to relieve your frustrations is, is to create a new one. Because, again, let's not forget, the spouse is not shopping uh, just because. They're shopping out of frustration to relieve frustration, whether they realize that actively or not. So the best solution is to create a new, and since we're talking about couples here, a more couple-enhancing approach to the frustration. Okay. And so, uh, what's an example? Well, my favorite would be that you might start by being honest with your spouse and, and explain how, okay, you're realizing that you shop because it's how you cope with frustration and that you're not, really, you're not attempting to undermine the marriage. I mean, right there, right there, you're putting things on a better footing. Uh-huh. And so you're going to either apologize or make amends or whatever as feels right to the both of you. And then step two is ask your spouse for help. So not help as in, don't let me shop. I mean, that is putting a very unreasonable burden on your mate, and it implies that you are powerless, which you are not. So you would want to ask for help as in, okay, I'm, I'm recognizing that I shop whenever I feel frustrated or, or you know, weird about the kids or upset about work or whatever. So what are some of the ways you, my sweetheart, cope with your frustrations? Help me brainstorm ideas mm. that can help. Well, see, now, you, you, you know, you're engaging, right? Now your spouse becomes a legitimate part of the solution without taking away more of your freedom. We started this whole thing, Steve, talking about freedom, right? Yeah, that's right. So for some people, relieving frustration, maybe it's taking a jog, you know, because yeah. runner's high does exist. Yep. Or maybe it's getting yourself to a yoga class or a Pilates class. Maybe it's breathing your way out of frustration. I mean, frankly, I've learned that the women's restroom is a great place. (laughs) Sit there and undisturbed, you know, zone 
myself off to Tahiti for a few minutes. Whenever I go into a women's restroom, I'm never disturbed. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. Or, you know, maybe it's it's learning how to meditate, right? Or maybe it's, it's, you know, clicking into your onto the web and finding one of those wonderful inspirational quote sites, right? Yeah. Anything. Or, or maybe it's calling a good friend and just chatting with them until the urge passes. Because that's the thing with addictive behavior. If you just hang tight and do something else for a few minutes, the urge passes. Mm. So, well, it's different. Yeah? I, I do have one question um, with this whole thing. We, we had, you started this off getting on the right footing with the spouse, and, and mm-hmm. I, and I obviously 100% agree with that. Um, what, what what about the situation where the frustration, the spouse is the source of that frustration? I mean, obviously they should talk about it, but... That would be a real good start. Yeah. Uh, and that would be a... You know, the thing I love best about, about communicating is when you can start the communication with how you're feeling emotionally. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, let's say your spouse is the source of the frustration, because that's a good one, Steve, and it's yeah. common, is to say, honey... I'm really nervous about talking to you about this. I feel really weird about talking to you about this. I, I, I don't know how you're going to take it, so I'm, I'm very nervous. So you lay out your whole emotional where you're at. Okay. And then you say, but I, I, I notice that, frankly, I shop when I get frustrated with you. Mm. So I, I need some help in this department. Is maybe, maybe what we should need to talk about is some of the things that crop up that get me all weird about us. Yeah, okay. But I've started that whole thing by saying, I'm scared of talking about this. I'm nervous of talking about this. I don't know how you're going to respond, so I worry about talking about this. Because in a sense, that eases the way. And we've talked about that before, about yep. um, not putting your, your your spouse on blast. You 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 bring it about yourself first so that they're not defensive, like you're Absolutely. attacking them. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, because if you just go in and say, well, I would shop if you didn't frustrate me. <laughs> yeah. But I, we, oh, we joke about that, but that's exactly what happens in many situations. Yeah. And, and really, we're not joking about it because, you know, especially with someone that you live with 24-7, we tend to forget the niceties. Yeah. And we go for the jugular. Yeah. And we know where the jugular is. Yes. You know? So, yeah, if you get real with your own where you're at. Okay. And, and, and get that one forward first, you have a better chance of actually talking about the source of the frustration, i.e. your spouse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, before we wrap it up, is there anything else uh, you want to add to this topic today? Well, just a little bit, Steve. Which okay. is, you know, it, it's different for everyone, but the, the important thing is, is be real with your spouse and be open to their ideas. Don't, don't assume that the talk shows know better than your spouse. That's not fair, yeah. right? And take responsibility for how your behavior is impacting the couple. Mm-hmm. Okay, not your freedom, but the couple, the thing that you want to have really work. And when you when you find a new habit, you got to stick to it for 21 days. 21 days is one of those weird little figures that we found is how long it takes for a habit to get to set, if you will. Yeah. Kind of like, you know cake rising or something it takes 21 days and then after that it, it becomes much much easier to just maintain it so, so the brain has a little uh coding yeah. sequence and for <laughs> enable that to be recoded it takes 21 days for that shift that to happen correct. that's okay. correct it does and it's amazing how accurate that is yeah 
Yeah. And and to to reiterate and bring this all back to the beginning of what we're talking about, we're talking about the freedom within marriage. So this, you know, we've we've specifically highlighted financial freedom to to spend when you're frustrated, but this could um, correlate to basically any of those freedoms that you feel you may have lost uh, since you've been married. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a pattern that that you can apply. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I know one of the other things is I know a lot of people feel um, that they lose the freedom to see friends, and that was one of the um, examples we we mentioned at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but well, we <laughs> we mentioned it as actually dating as seeing other people. But you know, a lot of people right. feel like they don't see their friends as often, right. um, and and other things along those lines. Right. So uh, the, you know, rather than taking it out on your spouse, communicating finding yeah. a way to work that in as a new habit. Absolutely. And, you know, we tend to forget that our spouse loves us. Yeah, right? Exactly. And wants the best for us. So <laughs> if, you, if you come at instead of coming at it defensively, well, you know, I can't see my friends anymore. You never let me see my friends. Is say, you know, honey, I miss not seeing the girls or whatever. Yeah. And can we, can we talk about it and can we kind of figure something out? Your spouse loves you. It's going to want to make you happy. And so they're going to be open to finding some kind of uh, I hate the word compromise, but, you know, some kind of harmonious, if you will, behavior. Yeah. And, you know, when we're talking, too, about the, the freedom to do certain things, and um, we've been addressing this as a, a, a coping mechanism for uh, for the financial aspect of shopping out of a coping mechanism. Um, but just to have that freedom to go out and spend money, um, mm-hmm. like you feel like when you were single, if you saw something you liked, you could just buy it. It, it didn't necessarily have to be because you were frustrated. It was – Oh, right. I like this thing. I'm going to purchase it. And a lot of people feel they've lost that freedom too. Um, I know one of the things that's worked in my marriage is we just establish a budget. Every paycheck, yeah. this much money, no strings attached, no questions asked. Like, look, this is your money to spend on whatever you want. And it, you know, it doesn't have to be a lot of money. It just knowing it's that it's a sense of freedom. It's a sense of freedom. It's knowing yeah. that I can I can buy uh, a. a a whole shopping cart full of junk food if I wanted and not right. hear a peep about it, which right. is, you know, that, that it's alone is just like this nice, um, you know, uncontrolling freedom that, that we've been able to create within our marriage. And the same thing with, um, friends too. My, my, my wife and I both know having time with other people is also important. And, uh, on, on the weekends, um, I, I have a very good, close-knit group of friends, and she knows uh, I, I, it's not I, I want to hang out with my friends. Like, I need to hang out with my friends on occasion. Yeah. I can't, you know, it's it's part of who I am. And so uh, when whenever I need to do something like that, I never get grief for it. And, and, and conversely, the same thing when she says, I need to, you know, I need to hang out with the girls this weekend – that's you know that's fine it's a, it's a give and a take and so we recognize and and bring this back to what you had originally said uh we're on the same team we want yes. the other person to be happy and so we we recognize what's necessary and what each person needs to have that happiness yeah so that was my <laughs> my two cents <laughs> i will throw in at the very end there um, excellent. Well, another excellent uh, podcast, Noel. Um, I always love having these conversations with you and having you on and, and sharing your wealth of knowledge. So thank you well, so thanks. much. Thank you, Steve. It is always my pleasure. 
Um, before we go, I want to remind everybody, uh, you are listening to Dr. Noelle Nelson, who is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and is also the author of nine best-selling books. Her two most recent are Your Man is Wonderful, and the other is Dangerous Relationships. You can get more information at her website, noellenelson.com. You can follow Noelle on Twitter, at Dr. Noelle Nelson. I am on Twitter, uh, you, uh, at Hitch Media. Um, you can obviously get all this information on the website, hitchedmag.com. Um, we're all, both on Facebook. You can find us there. And uh, I, I just want to remind everybody um, that we are also – I don't know how a lot of people uh, listen to the podcast. I know some people go to the Hitch website and just listen directly from there, and some people subscribe in iTunes. Some people subscribe uh, with the Zoom player, uh, the Windows, you know, version of iTunes. Um, but we're also on Stitcher, and I, I know I made the big announcement when we first got onto Stitcher. But I just want to remind everybody we're on Stitcher Radio, and so if you use Stitcher, um, you can find us there. Um, if you don't use Stitcher, um, just go to Stitcher.com/hitched. Uh, you will need to sign up. It's a free app you can download to um, all the major um, smartphones. Um, the cool thing about Stitcher is you can create custom uh, like radio channels. So if you like our podcast as well as some other podcasts, you can create channels out of it. And whenever there's a new one, you don't have to sync your phone. You don't have to do anything. It just automatically is there ready for you to listen. So that's a really neat feature. Um, and when you, when you uh, sign up, if you haven't yet, uh, just it'll ask for a promo code. Put in Hitched. That'll let them know that we sent you there. Um, but like I said, it's it's free, so there's no real obligation to it. Um, but it's just a nice, convenient way to get the podcast if, if you're um, trying to find the most convenient way of listening. So that's my little uh, speech for this episode. Uh, one last time, thank you so much for your time, Noel. Thank you, Steve. And that's going to do it. Take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian! I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.